What's up, guys? It's your boy, the coolest guy in sports, here with an episode of the SNS Podcast, number 10 in totality. This is 48, I believe. Um, episode number 10 of season 2, of course, going solo for this podcast. Just kind of want to talk about my reaction to the Last Dance documentaries and episodes that's been going on for the past three weeks, and I think it's been very special. I think we're getting a chance to see Michael Jordan his last season with the Chicago Bulls and also seeing Michael Jordan and him talk about you know some of the things that took place up to that season and seeing his greatness, his aura, his mystique, and all those things, why most people consider him the gold, or especially the older generation and also the older members in the sports media world when they talk about Michael Jordan and his greatness. Now, some of the things that they're talking about, I kind of already knew, and if you're a basketball peer, you probably already knew if you really do your research and you educate yourself on the game and you watch old games of Michael Jordan and Magic and Larry Bird and stuff like that. But it's still it's still cool to see the commentary behind some of these interviews dealing with Michael Jordan and even Scottie Pippen and Isaiah Thomas and all these great things and even like the snippet with Kobe Bryant as, as well. So it's really nice to see, and I and really especially I'm glad they've given certain people their flowers, like Scottie Pippen and even Michael Jordan came on and said, if you mention Michael Jordan, you must mention Scottie Pippen as well. Scottie Pippen was a great player. He was, you know, beneficial with he was beneficial in playing with Michael alongside Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan was also benefited from playing alongside Scottie Pippen as well. They were probably the greatest duo in the history of the NBA, and that's why they won so many championships. And Scottie Pippen played a huge part in that. And like I used to always tell people before, a lot of people didn't want to kind of give Scottie Pippen his flowers, thought he was a souped-up role player. Scottie Pippen was a top-five player during the 90s, and he showed that even when Michael Jordan retired for his first stint, that he can go out and do some things on his own and be the number one leading player for a franchise. So I thought that was definitely cool to see. I thought it was also cool to see Isaiah Thomas kind of, you know, get to defend himself and talk about, Michael Jordan and how he felt regarding the dream team situation and the scenario. They talked about a little bit about why he wasn't on the dream team, even though Michael Jordan claims he never said that he didn't want Isaiah Thomas to be on the dream team. Isaiah Thomas is a top three point guard of all time. Isaiah Thomas was great. And it's just funny that a lot of these guys had issues with Isaiah Thomas. And it's because probably it was probably because Isaiah Thomas beat Michael Jordan Larry Bird and Magic Johnson in his prime and in the bad boy Pistons. And we know what type of team that they had. And, you know, they were kind of aggressive. They kind of played rough, kind of played a little crazy. If you think about it compared to the modern day NBA and some of the things they were allowed to get away with. But Isaiah Thomas was a hooper. He was a baller. He definitely should have been on a dream team as well. And then once again, we got to see that snippet of Kobe Bryant talking about Michael Jordan and, you know, just the players in the locker room during the all-star game, that behind the scenes footage, talk about Michael, um, talk about Kobe Bryant, I'm sorry, and talk about how, you know, he was a killer, how he was going to shoot the ball. He doesn't really let the game come to him. He kind of goes out and takes the game. And I thought that was very special. And I just, I kind of touched about this, talked about this a little bit on my own podcast, my solo podcast as well, talking about Kobe Bryant, his greatness, and how Kobe Bryant was the only basketball player in the world in the history of the game to have two basketball lives. And he gave my generation the first half of his career wearing a number eight of trying to be like Michael Jordan and trying to kind of give my generation and show my generation like this what Mike, he was our version of Michael Jordan. This was 
Kobe was just like Michael Jordan in so many ways. His mannerisms, the way he played, studying his game, copying his moves. And to a certain degree, like I tell people, um, Kobe Bryant's the, the most skilled basketball player of all time. And people want to love and say that he took Michael Jordan's move, moves. That may be true, but not only did he take Michael Jordan's moves, he mastered it, surpassed Michael, and and took it up a notch and to a certain level that Michael Jordan did not do in his career. So I was really happy to see Kobe Bryant, especially, you know, and his, his wife's birthday was the other day and just everything that's still, it's still so fresh in our minds, but just seeing Kobe Bryant was a great, great moment in the documentary. And like I said, he had two basketball lives because the first, the first half of his career, number eight, he was trying to be like Michael. And then the second half of his career, Number 24, we got to see him be his, become his own legacy and become the Black Mama himself. So I just want to talk about that a little bit. And I also thought what was special was last week's episode. They talked about Michael Jordan and his competitive nature when it came to gambling. Like Michael Jordan said he didn't have a gambling addiction. I would say that he would probably, you know, anytime you had to kind of stop playing basketball due to media pressure and due to the fact that you kind of wanted to just be yourself to a certain degree and whether it was the gambling part and also the media pressure I know it was a combination of two and I will say that that was probably one of the reasons why Michael Jordan retired people want to talk about you know he went to go play baseball and stuff like that but the main reason was probably he just felt like he couldn't be himself and he didn't want to always be Air Jordan and it kind of drove him off a clip to a certain degree and a lot of people we kind of got to see like how hard it was for them to to three-peat, and people were talking about they could have gone out of work four or five straight. They the, the Chicago Bulls was cooked. Michael Jordan was <laughs> was going to Atlantic City gambling, the pressure of the media, um, just the, the pressure of winning constantly. I don't know if they would have – I really don't think they would have won four titles in a row or five titles in a row like some of these people in the media love to say. I really, I really think that if Michael Jordan didn't retire, they wouldn't have won – the following year and went out and won for a fourth time, a four-peat, like they had three in a row before. So I thought that was funny, and I thought that was kind of like just showed you how hard it is to win three in a row, and that's why we haven't seen a team since the Los Angeles Lakers win three in a row and even, you know, never seen a team win four in a row. Of course, you can consider like the Boston Celtics during those times, but it was only like eight teams, and that really that really doesn't count. And another thing they kind of touched on was Michael Jordan not being the same type of, his lack of activism when it came to his career, and people want to kind of give excuses in the media, like we've seen on first take, and people sit up and say that, well, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade, they deserve, uh, Michael Jordan deserves some of the credit for allowing these guys in today's generation to say, you know, to, to, to speak out to the media, speak out to the world about the values and the issues and things that they believe in regarding the black community and stuff like that. And I'm here to say, I don't think we, should, we you can't really necessarily give Michael Jordan any credit at all because he didn't do that. Like, of course, Michael Jordan, he even said it in the interviews that he has given money to organizations and causes and values that he thinks that are important. And he likes to stay out of the limelight. He likes to do his things under the radar. And that is fine. But to sit up and say that Michael Jordan, who had a chance to endorse Harvey Gantt, but didn't for whatever reason, and to sit up and say, like, you know, 30 years later that, Michael Jordan deserves credit like he 
I don't see like he doesn't deserve any credit and he doesn't deserve any shame either because I know it was different times during the nineties and stuff like that. But let's not try to give Michael Jordan credit for something that he wasn't necessarily about. Michael Jordan even said in an interview during the Last Dance documentary that he cared he was a little selfish and he just wanted to be a basketball player, um, not an active activist. Um so let's give let's not try to give him this credit for saying like well he deserves some credit for players right now doing the things that they're doing. That's not the case. He's, he he didn't do what Muhammad Ali did. So we're not gonna sit up and pretend like Michael Jordan deserves any type of credit for his lack of political stance or activism when it came to supporting Harvey Gent and you know, just standing up in the black community. We're not gonna sit up and pretend that and that's what makes it very hard for when people sit up and say like, oh, the gold conversation is only considered to be what you do in the lines of the field or the lines of the court. And I sit up and say, well, that's part of it. And that's why I can sit up and say, well, LeBron James, his ability on the basketball court and in the gold conversation, him and Michael Jordan is, is pick your poison. And I can say off the court, it's not even close because of the the type of person and the more than an athlete type of person and stance of LeBron James has constantly been about and preached about in his entire career and people would love to throw out the China situation but regardless about the China situation about a country that LeBron James had not said he did not know enough information about and what was going on in China and a lot of people try to get on LeBron James but the reason why those same people are getting on LeBron James for that is because they don't like it when black athletes talk about things and issues that they grew up on in their own communities. But when it came to a whole different country, they expected LeBron James to talk about stuff that he didn't even know about. So it's like, we want you to talk about your, we want you to talk about what's going on in China, but we don't want you to talk about what's going on in your community and stuff like that. So that's the reason why people try to get on LeBron James regarding the China situation. And if you're an African-American, you probably understand that um, compared to some of the people that aren't African-Americans that kind of were making those stances. So all in all, I'm really enjoying all of the Last Dance episodes. I'm looking forward to them finishing out in the next two weeks. And it's been very, very entertaining, very, very exciting, especially when the world being in a pandemic right now. We don't know if sports is going to happen this for the rest of the season or if sports are going to come back. There's been rumors that the NBA possibly will be returning in July. We don't know if it's going to go straight to the playoffs or they're going to finish out the last month of the regular season. We don't know what's going to happen or for future sports as well. We know that some of the states in the United States are opening up prematurely, I must say, but we don't know necessarily what's going to happen. We don't even know if the season, the season may not even return at all. And then we can be going back into October when the fresh new season possibly could start. But we just don't know what's going to happen. And it's running crazy times. And I hope everybody's staying safe and prayed up and making sure if you don't have to go outside, you just stay home and stay safe.